0: Welcome back, everybody. It's been quite some time since we've actually sat down to record a podcast, and now that we are quarantined to our house, what better time than now?
1: Well, I mean, we did wait, what, 35 days to sit down and do this, but, hey, better late than never.
0: It's probably. I don't even know. I'm pretty
1: sure it's like 35 days into the quarantine.
0: Oh, oh, oh. I thought you meant since the last episode.
1: No. Oh, God, no.
0: Oh, man. (laughs) Uh, So anyway, by now, if you're living under a rock, then you probably don't really aware of the COVID-19 situation, but the majority of America and everybody across the world are quarantined to their homes for the foreseeable future. And so that is where we will begin. Hmm. We are stuck in our house. Lord us. We
1: helps. wanted to start by talking a little bit about our own situation.
0: Because um, like
1: most Americans, we yes. find ourselves in a... Strange new territory.
0: Well, I made the wonderful choice to switch, make a career change, which, um, you know, I'm not a fortune teller, so I didn't really know what was going to happen. But in my career transition, I have found myself to be jobless. So that is a new what, obstacle. I guess that's something fun. Uh, So just like every most Americans that are in this situation, we're finding ourselves to be unemployed because I guess construction is considered non-essential in the state of Pennsylvania. So I have to wait in order for me to go back to work.
1: Uh, I am still working uh, for people who are just tuning in for the first time. I work for a school district and I work in – I am – In the food service department, and we were deemed essential. However, I am working from home because I am administrative to food services. So I get to order the food and take care of all the paperwork and all that great stuff. So I was given a computer and was told to work from home. And so the four of us have been in the house together uh, for about three weeks Mm -hmm. now.
0: Mm We are alive and well. Despite the job situations, we are all very positive. I mean, there's really nothing that we can do at this time to really make any huge difference. I mean, I can't force the construction industry to go back to work. And so I have just come to accept this is what it is and learning to focus on what I can control versus what we can't control. Right. So
1: And I think a lot of focus right now um, is just being put in in the wrong places. I mean, I'm typically a very uh, anxious person. I'm typically a very nervous person. I think about the future all the time. But for some reason, this has kind of dampened that for me. Yeah.
0: I mean, well, I think... um... One of the things that I'm probably going to butcher it, but I've heard it a lot. It's basically for us to consider what normal really is. Before we go back to normal, we really need to kind of sit down and think about what normal is. And maybe the silver lining to this quarantine is that it's giving everybody an opportunity to pursue passions, to do things that make them happy. And, you know, I I think I, I said before, when I worked full time, you know, I wish I had more time for family, more time for running, more time to sit down and be creative, more time to focus on stuff that I felt was more interesting. And now that the quarantine orders have been put in place, I now have that opportunity. So my new normal for the last month hasn't been the normal that, you know, has pretty much been the last, uh, I don't know how many years of my life. There is a train going past. I don't (laughs) know if you guys can hear that, but, um, but so you know, when when we think about what normal is, this has sort of afforded us an opportunity to sort of stop and and reflect. And so, um, you know, one of the other things I do outside of this is a lot of running, and and because of the quarantine and because of the pandemic, races and and a lot of events that draw crowds have been canceled or postponed for uh, the foreseeable future. And so... Every industry is is kind of facing what this new normal is. No, yeah, that's you know. It's hard to say. I don't really want to keep going down that rabbit hole, but
1: well, um, but just as a, a family, we are really focusing on sticking by the guidelines. I know there's some people who. Aren't and I'm not going to chastise you. We literally only leave our house once a week, and that's to get essential groceries. And the kids do not go; they right. they stay here while we shop. We have been diligent on mm-hmm. our hand washing. And
0: well, I guess it also goes because I am now unemployed. Uh, we no longer have health care, so getting sick is a real hurdle for us. I mean, not a hurdle, but concern. Yeah, we we really can't afford to get sick. So we're taking all the precautions necessary. Although, I mean, I do have in our notes, mask and glove memes. I I do have to laugh at some of the measures people go to, quote unquote, protect themselves, especially when we go to the grocery store, we'll see people with masks on and gloves. And um, just a little bit of common sense, I guess, needs to be exercised. It's okay to wear masks. It's okay to have gloves on, but don't touch things with your gloves. (laughs) You can, you can. And then touch your face, or it just like it makes no sense.
1: As somebody who works in food service and knows the purpose of why we wear gloves in food service, it was kind of almost laughable, but not in a funny sense, just in a disbelief sense when we went to the grocery store and I saw people wearing gloves to grocery shop and I watched somebody still wearing their gloves that were contaminated from touching things, reach into their purse, take out their card, pay for their groceries, put the card back in their purse, they wore those gloves out to the car. They right. were moving blankets around in their car. It was it was just almost laughable to me that people don't quite grasp the glove concept.
0: Right. So it's it's you know you really have to exercise some common sense when using, um you know controls like gloves and masks. Or we'll see people who touch things with the gloves and then touch their mask or move their mask so that they can smell something and then put the mask back. <laughs> and it's like what. I get it, but at the same time, it's you know people are being a little little ridiculous, which is kind of funny, but I mean whatever. It, it's at least people are are making an attempt to be a little bit more conscious of spreading disease. I think the masks, the big thing is, it's not really for your safety. It's to it's for other people's safety, so that you don't cough on other people or right. that kind of a thing. Um, so with a lot of what's going on, um, there has been a lot of people outside. There's like been an abundance of people outside getting exercise. I don't know if it's just because we're home all day now, but our neighborhood has never been more alive than I think I've ever witnessed. At all hours of the day, there's people who are walking their dogs past our house. People are outside on bicycles. I hear kids playing. It's just one of those things that there's so many people that are out and about. Um, the running community has gotten behind this new um, sort of campaign. It's, it's called Release the Runner, and it's introducing people who are new to running to the sport of running, and I'm here to help offer some tips and tricks, but I'll get into that later on in the podcast. But I just have noticed an abundance of people outside, which is great, um, but it's like the meme that I've seen where it shows a picture of the trails empty and it says before COVID-19 and then it says after COVID-19 and there's like a ton of people outside. And so when you are outside, I think it's really important to exercise social distancing, but I think there are new studies now that have shown that even six feet, especially for runners, if you're going to cough or sneeze and there's wind blowing, I mean, I don't know, maybe it's just me, but without getting on a soapbox, I haven't ran with anybody since, this whole quarantine, I haven't met anyone. No, and we've literally kept to ourselves.
1: He has been um, starting to become complacent with his everyday run, and 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 we live in a beautiful area. But I guess, you know, you're you're just sick of running the same route. And he mentioned going to the one rail trail by our house, and we drove by the one day, and I have never seen the rail trail so packed with people. You couldn't even find a parking spot. And I kind of was concerned and asked him not to run on the real trail.
0: And the funny thing is we live in a countryside where there's a lot of open roads and there's usually never anyone else running when I go running. And there has been a few times in the last 30 days where I've gone for a run and I'll see someone else in the distance, which one is usually really rare to begin with. But the fact that I've seen a handful of people over the last 30 days is even more alarming. So (laughs) anyway, um... With that said, why don't we take a quick break, and when we come back, we will talk about uh, how we're budgeting for groceries and eating smart on a limited budget. And we are back. Before we start, growing up, did you watch the Frugal Gourmet?
1: <laughs> I did. Do you know that
0: guy? <laughs> My parents used to watch the Frugal Gourmet all the time. That was like the first cooking show that I ever remember seeing when I was a little kid. So... <laughs> Segwaying into Frugal Gourmet, uh, why don't we talk about how we are shopping on a limited budget? What are some of your tips my t- and tricks? My
1: tips and tricks? Yeah. Well, first off, anybody who knows me personally knows that grocery shopping has always been like a sport to me.
0: It, it's really one of my favorite things to do. Sports may have been canceled except for grocery, grocery shopping. shopping.
1: Um, but I guess to start off, Um, typically Fridays are my day off and I remember going grocery shopping Mm -hmm. the day that everything kind of like hit the fan and when schools were sort of rumoring at the time, I believe that was probably around the 13th of March, uh, schools were rumoring that they were going to
0: very beginning of March. Yeah.
1: They were going to close. Yep um it was my day off so i noticed there was like a that's when like the panic kind of started setting in
0: um oh the toilet paper the toilet paper <laughs> panic yep um by food- the way just future reference in case anyone is listening to this in the future people in light of a pandemic decided rather than stocking up and hoarding food <laughs> they decided to hoard toilet paper
1: so it was the very beginning of the toilet paper. What is wrong with people? And don't you remember I was like texting you the whole time I was grocery shopping that day and people were like crazy. They were buying Clean like products
0: and toilet paper.
1: Yeah, but there was this one woman who had a shopping cart full of shaving cream. Do you remember that? I texted you. Um there was somebody who had an entire cart full of frozen pizza. She
0: wanted silky socks. <laughs> silk
1: um party. so I decided to kind of put my game face on and be smart. And in that first pandemic panic shopping trip, I stocked up on lots of what I like to call pantry essentials. I got lots of um,
0: lentils. Like canned goods.
1: Well, I got a lot of lentils. Okay. Uh, quinoa. I made sure I stocked up on my grains, legumes, things like that. I did stock up on canned beans, canned chickpeas. And then when I looked at produce, I really wasn't sure what was going to happen. Like People were making it seem like everything was going to shut down, like grocery stores, and we'd be stuck in our houses with no chance of getting out. So what I originally wanted to buy were things that would last in our house for two weeks. I got Apples and oranges because they would last a lot longer than a banana or a kiwi, um, or berries for that matter. I got lots of things like sweet potatoes and turnips and little delicata squashes. What's the name for that?
0: Like shelf stable, hearty produce that lasts. Basically, it's something you can store without having to worry about it spoiling right away.
1: Right. And another good one, I I think we got beets at one Mm. point. Um... So that was my goal was to buy sh- more, more hearty, shelf stable foods, um, and we kind of kept a rotation going in the beginning. Like we looked to see what was going bad, and that's how we planned our meal yep. around what was starting to go bad.
0: We didn't um, have a lot of meals where it it felt like we were cooking for oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not you know, not enough to sustain life, but we were just we were cooking, we were using what was going to go bad. We're we're basically cooking smartly using stuff that we knew in a few days would go bad versus cooking stuff that, you know, we we knew we didn't have to jump on right away. Right,
1: And I remember being a little concerned because um, Ken's mom who lives in Bucks County, which sort of was one of the epicenters in Pennsylvania, they were one of the first counties to get put on stay at home um, she had That's messaged right. me the well, day they came before. Out to us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They messaged me the day before uh I went grocery shopping and my mother-in-law was telling me that there was nothing in their stores. The shelves were bare. There was no produce, there was no meat, there was no canned goods, no pasta, no tuna, nothing. So I got a little nervous. Um, and then like the more I sat and thought about it. The way that our family eats to begin with, I kind of was fine with only being able to get a handful of meats because being flexitarian, we only eat meat maybe
0: one or two times a week. Well, I think in the beginning, too, it, it really wasn't clear what exactly the orders were going to be. And because my parents came out here to go grocery shopping, and that was before they made any of the stay home orders. Right. So in the very beginning, there was a lot of talk and a lot of speculation, and I think people interpreted that as panic. Like, you know, this was before the panic set in or before the government was going to shut anything down. There was a lot of what-ifs, and people just started buying a lot of non-essential stuff. So like stuff like toilet paper and cleaning supplies all just started going quickly.
1: Yeah. So anyway. I, I think that if you're looking to save money, start incorporating more plant-based meals mm-hmm. into your um, into your week. because I know a lot of people think eating plant-based is more expensive, but I can tell you that I can get two to three meals out of a pound. To two pounds of lentils versus right. one meal out of a pound of hamburger.
0: So the meat it, products tend to go a lot faster. They cook down is what it is right. It's not as hardy anyway, so, sorry
1: no, it's fine. Um, yeah, so we we've just been we've just have stuck with our normal routine. We're doing meat two to three times a week and when we go grocery shopping, um I replenish our. Uh, plant-based items as well as maybe grab a a meat, one or two things of meat right now to just keep replenishing what's in our stock in the freezer.
0: And it's funny because we even had a a brief moment where at one point we went to the store and we were looking at some of the meats. I remember everything was discounted. There was like um, large, the really expensive cuts of beef were marked down. Like they were really trying to move product and, uh, it had like this moment of like, oh, maybe we should buy, you know, uh, 16 chicken breasts and this <laughs> filet mignon, you know, it just, you know, these filet cuts. But we ended up not doing that because, you know, there wasn't any sort of there wasn't any sort of panic behind food being readily available. It just, you know, the stay at home orders were just to help flatten the curve and keep people from going out. So, you know, we just try to be very smart. In the very beginning of everything.
1: And our grocery budget has really become just the grocery budget. Right. I mean, I've really taken a step back and looked at extras that I always would buy when I would go to the grocery stores. And now I look at them more as like luxury items. Like, right. do we need paper plates? Because... There's four people who could do dishes in the house. Do I need paper bowls? Do I need air fresheners
0: <laughs> Boy, or We've done so many. I feel like we're always doing dishes. That's like the that <laughs> our new normal routine is we wake up, do dishes. After lunch, After do, lunch do, we do, do, dishes. do dishes. After dinner, we do dishes. <laughs> the next morning, there's dishes. It's like this never-ending dish supply. But um uh, yeah.
1: But if you're looking for another tip for um, saving some money right now in the grocery store, definitely buy produce that's in season because in season produce right now is at its lowest. So you're going to want things like asparagus and Mm -hmm. spring onions, um, fresh greens, things like that, uh, turnips and beets and radishes and peas.
0: Peas. I like peas. Yeah. Um, The other thing too... We also have the luxury of having some discount grocers in our area and so we have practiced some savvy shopping <laughs> by going to the discount grocers first to pick up local they have a lot they carry a lot of local produce mm-hmm. so we try to stock up on local produce a lot of stuff that's in season like Brooke mentioned, getting all that stuff on sale, finding things like that on sale are a huge help especially if you're shopping on a budget. Don't
1: be a snob to discount grocery stores. I know so many people who turn their nose up at discount grocery stores cuz they somehow think that you're getting less quality or I don't I don't know.
0: It's the, it literally is the same quality food.
1: But our one local discount grocery store, um Ebenezer Groceries is
0: Amazing! Oh, don't be giving it's, out our secrets.
1: <laughs> it's it's like it's a discount grocery store, but they sell a lot of natural, organic, gluten free items, things that you would find as overstocks from Whole Foods or Trader Joe's, mm. um, a, a lot of places like that, and all of their produce. They have great organic produce, yep. and it it's so affordable. It. You can get a carton of raspberries for 50 cents.
0: I mean. You can't beat it. No. And that same point, they also do have my weakness, which is snacks. I have noticed (laughs) since I've been home a lot, I do enjoy my snacks. His
1: matzo bread.
0: Brooke is the snack police. (laughs) I try to have snacks, but she is right there. I'm just keeping you accountable, which was our
1: last episode, right? Accountability.
0: I think she has a spreadsheet of all the snacks in our house. (laughs) Anytime anyone has a snack, I swear she marks off the quantity because she knows how many chips are left in that bag. No, I'm joking. But trying to uh, eat smart is one thing. Snacking is... Especially since everyone's home all day, every day, I'm going to try to minimize snacking because even if you get snacks at a discount grocery store, snacks can get quite expensive. Right. Uh, I think that's a good transition. Speaking of foods, why don't we talk about our spring garden? We, what was that? two weekends ago the weekends, weekends are ago. starting to blend together now that we're home endlessly but two weekends ago we broke out the rototiller and we tilled up our garden and um, we are happy to have some seeds that we sowed in the ground normally we rest. are
1: not this proactive no. we're those people who get the garden started really late um But we figured, hey, um, some unemployment, some quarantine, what a great time to start a spring garden to transition into a summer garden and hopefully a fall garden.
0: Yes. I want to say that this quarantine, our house has never been cleaner. (laughs) Um, And I've noticed that things that we used to just let go, we no longer just let go. I mean, it takes, you know, we used to let the dishes sit in the sink, and we would wait until, stubbornly wait until somebody would cave and do the dishes. Well,
1: not because we were lazy. We're just more of the family who's like, would we rather spend our afternoon doing dishes? Or would we rather just get in the car and go somewhere and do something fun? So a lot of our chores in our house take the back burner to adventure. Right. And now that adventure's been canceled.
0: Pretty much. The chores are there. The chores are there. But it's um it's also kind of good because it's it's like busy work that's keeping us Active, it's keeping us focused on something other than the quarantine. Because um, I, like I said, I don't remember what how, I thought today. I thought it was like Monday here; it's like Wednesday. It's just blowing my mind how the days are kind of just going together. But like one of those things, the garden—we just we put it off, we put it off. Now we have the time. Let's get out there. We sowed some seeds. Um, just real quick, we for our spring garden, we have planted a lot of direct sow spring vegetables like dinosaur kale. Um, our neighbor has some wild garlic. It looks almost like
1: a spring onion. Yeah.
0: Almost, yeah. Um, we have garlic planted. Those are actually grown um, carrots, which we have never been successful at growing carrots. And I think a big part of that is we wait so long to plant them that by the time that we should be harvesting, it's too late. and you know, we just let it go for too long. Uh, beets, onions, radishes, peas, uh, spinach and lettuce Ooh, butter crunch lettuce um one of the big things too especially with the garden um i know we had planted kale last year and we plant our problem is we typically plant too much and then we end up wasting a lot of vegetables and the kale just the kale went freaking crazy <laughs> and we had kale it was still growing we even had- in the winter
1: Kale and spaghetti sauce. We were putting kale in this and this. It was. Kale I remember it was that. Christmas.
0: I was outside picking kale off of the plants, <laughs> and ironically, when we were rototilling for the spring, the, the kale that I had chopped down was had already regrown, and those shoots. We were must starting not have to, gotten
1: all the root out.
0: Ah, uh, th- this <laughs> stuff is like, it's insane. The rutabaga has
1: rutabaga.
0: Um, I'm sorry, not rutabaga. What's that called? What the stuff on the outside of the garden? Not rutabaga, rhubarb. Rhubarb. We have rhubarb. The rhubarb came back and mm. is like intensely growing back, fierce. So I, we're gonna have a lot of great um, vegetables. I feel like we're gonna have a really great harvest this year. And we did. Um, we found some seed starters um, because of the the pandemic. I think everyone is is ordering seed starter kits. And we went on to Amazon and just a, a simple like starter tray. How, how much was it? It was that? almost
1: forty dollars.
0: It just it blows my mind. I'm
1: star I'm just like the the price of things on Amazon. It are like very off right now. Like we, like I said, we are taking this very seriously. We really haven't left the house. And Easter was sort of like on the back burner in our thoughts, for some reason we just kind of forgot about Easter and we were like, Oh my gosh, we don't have an Easter egg kit. Let's just order one through Amazon and an Easter egg dye kit was what? Almost $30.
0: (laughs) It's just, you know, again, considering what your normal life is and then what the new normal is. We were so used to just ordering stuff on Amazon off the fly That, you know, we just generally accepted low prices, second day shipping, and bam, it's at your doorstep. And so this is kind of, you know, duh, the grocery store has Easter egg kits for like $2. Yeah. And it was like, why, what what are we doing? So we went to a local, our local hardware store, and they had seed starter kits for like three bucks. Mm-hmm. It was something like ridiculously <laughs> three dollars We got
1: potting soil for $3. Potting soil
0: and... and Some we seeds have,
1: for 99 cents.
0: And our, we have so many seeds. I don't know why we bought more seeds, but we have an abundance of seeds. We got tomatoes. Oh.
1: Because your dad, the king of tomatoes, who knows when we're going to
0: see him again to get our tomato plants, so... My dad um, has a greenhouse and he starts like a thousand tomato plants. <laughs> and then we'll say... I've got like a thousand tomato plants. How many do you want? And I'll be like, oh, I'll I'll have four. And they'll be like, four? That's it? i got to get rid of these. So um, to all of our local friends who are listening, if you would like tomato plants, please let me know because I can arrange for my dad to drop off starters on the porch and you guys can come pick them up. Anyway, we're we're getting a little off topic there. So anyway, the the garden is coming along where we feel more prepared this year than any other year, which is exciting. And um, we're really looking forward to seeing that garden grow. Absolutely. I'd mentioned earlier about how a lot of races are being canceled and how there's an abundance of people outside and on the road. And so um, I've. Got involved with BibRave and Aftershocks for the Release the Runner campaign, and this started a couple weeks ago. And I don't know when someone's going to listen to this episode, but um, I've offered some tips for new runners on my Instagram. Ken stands on things, as well as some barriers that um, typically you'll want to overcome to help you get into running. So. I'm going to transition real quick into my little running segment, and then uh, we will jump into Brooks Shameless plugs. Um, shameless, shameless plugs. So anyway, just um, if you would like to skip through this section, I'm going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we will jump right into the running stuff. So release the runner. What is it about? It's about everyone being stuck at home, looking for ways to stay active and stay fit while being locked up and not able to go to the gym. So a lot of people are taking to running. So just for someone who is looking to run, I think I have talked probably at length about anyone who's interested in starting to run. But the very first thing that I would focus on, especially if you're new to running, is just getting outside. Don't worry about actually running at this point. I wouldn't even worry about pace or anything like that. The, the most important thing is time on your feet. Just getting out and just get moving is probably the most important part of that. And after you're comfortable with that time on your feet, working up from you know 15, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, 45 minutes, then start looking at how far you're going, the distances you're you're actually covering during that time frame. I know that when Brooke had expressed interest in running, we start off just by going for walks, and even to this day, um, we'll go for a walk. It, it may we may be gone for an hour, but you know we'll cover three or four miles. Mm-hmm. So it's all about just getting that time on your feet. That's really the most. I think that's like the key point of advice I can offer someone who is looking to start a running program. And then after you have develop that time on your feet and you become a little bit more serious about running, then that's when you can look in investing in, um, you know, activity tracker, like a GPS watch and and the shoes, because, you know, running is, it can be an affordable sport, but it can also get pretty expensive because you can also get carried away with all the, hmm. the bells and whistles. Hmm. 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 Um, that's why, you know, it's <laughs> unfortunate being able to partner with um, a company like BibRave that partners with brands where we can try and test out products and and all that fun stuff. And and that's really been um, extremely helpful to help fuel my running obsession. <laughs> uh, the other thing too is overcoming barriers. Um, it, it took a long time for me to consider myself a runner. So there is sort of the mental games that you play with yourself and Um, imposter syndrome is, is a real thing. Even to this day, I've been running for, for years now. And sometimes I struggle with identifying as a runner because when I compare myself to others, I'm, I I didn't run track in high school. Um, I'm not super fast. I don't, you know, uh, set records every time I go running. I just go out and run for me. And you know what? That's what makes me a runner. You don't have to have the, the runner's body or a specific look. Uh, if you get out and run on a fairly consistent basis, then you are a runner. And I think that's one of the barriers that you might have to overcome in the very beginning. There's also things like plantar fasciitis and various injuries. I know Brooke, when I convinced her running was fun, she got plantar fasciitis pretty bad. I know that um, it's quite painful. I've suffered from that myself. And all I can tell you is, I don't know if if it works for everybody, but I literally massage the living crap out of my arches to the point where I feel like I have obliterated any chance of ever getting that ever again. Um, maybe I'll – no, I, won't, uh, I wouldn't post a video. But um, there are a lot of resources out there where you can look up how to massage for plantar fasciitis. If you've never had it, um, good for you. That's all I have to say about that. Uh, And then sort of the last thing that I want to talk about is um, keeping sane during the quarantine. Um, As I said, running, running isn't canceled. Um, This is a great opportunity to develop and start sort of a running program. You're locked up. You might as well um, get out and enjoy the outdoors because the outdoors aren't canceled, um, just group activities. And so I think it's really important that during this time, we don't just sit around and, and watch Netflix all day, which I would love to do, <laughs> um, but it's it's a great opportunity to, to pick up on something and, and develop a running program and get out there and run. The dog must have ran herself because she is just gulping down some water. <laughs> anyway, uh, that's that's all I have for running. Um, I would, uh, if you get on Instagram, check out hashtag release the runner. There are a lot of people who are sharing a lot of great tips. Um, a lot of people talking about tips for new runners and then also sharing some of the, the barriers they've overcome, um, to develop their running program. Anyway, I feel like I'm mumbling. So with that, why don't we just jump on into Brooks shameless plugs,
1: my shameless plugs. Well, I figured normally I talk about brands of mm. of things. Uh, this time I'm going to talk about a kitchen gadget that's kind of been uh, a staple in a lot of things that we have been cooking.
0: It's been around for a while.
1: It's been around for a while. Um, And it actually took me a really long time to obtain this gadget. Uh, if you have access to Instagram, uh, follow the uh, page in spiralized. Um, it is the page for the inspiralizer, spiralizer, which is the contraption that makes veggie noodles, um, out of anything. And, um, Allie, the creator, she has several cookbooks and, you know, a lot of people, when they think of veggie noodles, they think of zucchini. Right. Um, but she shows you how to make things out of anything. um, We've used it with turnips. We've had a turnip noodle soup over quarantine. I've been spiralizing zucchinis and throwing those into lasagnas. Um, I've been spiralizing carrots, and we've been having carrot spirals in our salads. Well, and,
0: uh, before we got the Inspiralizer, we had like a handheld gadget. The Jetty. And the Jetty. It, it worked pretty good, but um, I, there was just some flaws with it, I guess you could say, some design flaws. So it really wasn't the best tool to use. And I think the other thing, too, is even if you follow Inspiralized on Instagram, you don't really have 100% access to all the, like, some of the, like, staple recipes. She may show pictures of some of the stuff. And she she has, website, a, yeah,
1: she has a newsletter that you have to subscribe to in order to get so a lot I mean, of the
0: recipes. Getting the Inspiralizer was one thing, but it came with a cookbook, which... Um, you know, was was really awesome. And that's where we really kind of took off because yeah, we got ideas from the Instagram page, but having the actual something about having the physical book and having the recipes right at our hands made it a lot more easier to just adopt um, you know, the put just putting it in motion, starting to to make the recipes that were there.
1: And you can even find her cookbooks at um public libraries, because we we got one with the Inspiralizer uh, when I received it as a Christmas gift, but I went to the local library and got another one of her cookbooks, and we made some recipes out of that one as well.
0: We were hashtag Inspiralized.
1: <laughs> so that's my shameless plug. We have been using our Inspiralizer all throughout this quarantine. Um, I Like I said, I've used it to make soups. we Put garnishes in our salads. The one day I had a butternut squash that was ready to go bad, so Ooh, yeah. I made butternut squash noodles. Roasted them in the oven, and we had these butternut squash noodles on top of a spinach salad with curried tuna. It and was um, really it, good. It was really really good.
0: And, and and you know it's not hard to make this stuff. It's it's really simple, and that's what I think is is really. Um, the selling point of it is that it's really not that hard once you actually do it.
1: And it cuts down your prep so much. Oh yeah. One of my main irritations with cooking meals is chopping veggies. I feel like it takes forever to chop veggies.
0: The only other thing I, I would say with that, um, chopping vegetables is a pain in the butt. If you do get the spiralizer, I would get a small bristle brush to mm, clean it with. Yes. That is one thing that is not included in the kit, which was an essential part of cleaning it because it has little nooks and crannies with sharp blades. And so having a, like a bristle brush to get in there to clean it out was pretty important.
1: So that's my shameless plug, the Inspiralizer. Um, and I guess we'll move into cooking with Brooke, the last segment, um, we have an abundance of meals to talk about. Quarantine meals. Um, well, I mean, my gosh, we could go back for months since it's been months, and we we did a um podcast, but I'm gonna just gonna talk about a few things that we've made while we're stuck in the house for quarantine. Um, some of Ken's favorites, some of my favorites, one of the kids' favorites. And then I just want to briefly touch on something we've been doing for lunch every now and then. Um so let's start off if you're following our Instagram, if you're following our Facebook page and you can see these pictures, check them out. Give them a like. Um our kids have been troopers through this. They have just been eating whatever I make, no questions asked, not saying that what I've been making is bad. But, you know, uh, the social aspect of it, you know, people have their opinions on school lunch. But the other day, my son, filled out a form for the guidance counselor and she said, What do you miss about school? And he said, School lunch. And I said, Well, why did you say that? Because, you know, I'm feeding you really good here. And he said, I just miss sitting down and having lunch with my friends. So the kids have just been troopers eating three square meals a day with and they're mom tired and dad.
0: Of, yeah, they yeah, so <laughs> they're tired of sitting with us.
1: They're tired of they're tired of healthy food. Um hmm. so I tried to make something the other day that I thought was going to be really fun for them. And I was browsing through my many Pinterest recipes and I found a recipe for vegetarian pizza muffins. And I thought, well, we have half a jar of pizza sauce in the refrigerator. I've got peppers that are getting ready to go bad. And we have core staple baking staples in our house. I made sure to get those when I went to the store. And, um, it it was minimal ingredients. It was just some flour, some Italian seasoning, baking powder, um, a little sprinkle of cheese. We're not huge dairy eaters in this house. I do keep cheese in there for the kids. So I thought you can't have pizza muffins without pizza or excuse me, without cheese. So I made these muffins. They had some, I'm sorry, they had some peppers and some cheese in them, and there was actually a little bit of spice to them because there was some red pepper flakes yes in the muffin and I put a little glaze of pizza sauce for them to dip it in and we had some pizza flavored spaghetti squash on the side and a fruit salad and they were really pleased with that meal, so I was happy with that.
0: They went pretty quick. I try not to eat my I try not to overeat. My share of muffins because I could have eaten the entire tray. Uh, we're, they were good.
1: Yeah, they were. They were really good, and it was just really something different to break up the yeah formality of dinner.
0: Finger foods yeah. hit with the kids.
1: Um, the other day I made um one of our on our meat days we had some Korean turkey over rice with a side of salt and pepper cauliflower. And Ken just kind of looked at it and was like, oh, what what is this? This just looks like plain old meat on top of rice. And then you ate it and you loved it.
0: It was delicious.
1: It's typically Korean beef Mm. over rice, but I decided to go with turkey this time. So if you've never had sweet Korean beef or turkey before, it's really minimal ingredients. You need your turkey, you need some soy sauce, you need... um, brown sugar but if you don't do refined sugar we used uh, coconut sugar mm-hmm. in ours and that's really it maybe some red pepper flakes uh, and I think I put some chives in um, and, yes. and that's it it's just like a really sweet satisfying
0: yeah it was, I, it was pretty good oh you know what sorry I know what the next one is but I wanted to talk about the samosas did I not post those yet I thought I did you did Um, oh, 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 there we go. The, another like meat meals, the beef samosas, which we've done these before and uh, we had them again. again.
1: I had some wonton wrappers that I had previously bought that I found and was like, oh, these are going to expire. Let's create something with them.
0: And so we paired that with a couscous, or no.
1: Curried couscous. Curried
0: couscous, which, um, I don't know. If we we've been using a lot of curry powder, we eat a our, lot.
1: We we'd have normal amounts of curry powder in this house.
0: Yeah, um, and so I feel like curry powder has the has the ability to transform like the most mundane stuff into something that's super delicious mm-hmm. and lots so, of flavor. So that you know that couscous by itself would be very plain and and kind of boring. So with the curry. Just simple, my point is simple changes, simple ingredients, just some basic spices added to ordinary foods can make them extraordinary. Anyway, so uh, we're going to talk about today's lunch, which was chip pudding.
1: Today's lunch, and we actually had one about a week or two ago. It's something that I've been trying to do for Ken and I at least once every two weeks. We have an abundance of chia seeds. Um, This was something that I typically eat on my summers when I have off from school. Um, This isn't something that Ken's actually had before, and I kind of just made it the one day, and he was like, what is this? I was like, it's chia pudding, and this is what we're having for lunch today. There's so many variations on chia puddings. If you've never had one, they're so decadent mm-hmm. and sweet from Sounds unrefined like sweeteners like oh, yeah. honey or maple syrup but it, it you would think it's really bad for you that it's super sugary but it's all it's all natural it's all natural ingredients hmm. and yeah
0: I'm looking actually March 30th was the last time I shared something which was the chocolate peanut butter chia pudding and it had strawberries, um, roasted peanuts on top of it, and a sliced banana. And today we had like a – we're really big on the chocolate chia pudding. It's like a chocolate chia pudding, That one was
1: chocolate banana peanut butter, the base of it. What was today? Today I made a dark chocolate Uh, orange chia pudding.
0: Yeah, I'm a sucker for chocolate with citrus. That combination is very good.
1: You didn't get the picture posted yet, but – Um, I topped that with some really thin slices of orange. Mm. And then I just happened to be digging through the cupboard and I found an unopened bag of granola that was orange blossom granola. So the granola had citrus on it. And then I melted a little bit of crunchy peanut butter and Mm. drizzled that over the top of the pudding. And it was delicious.
0: Sometimes stuff's so good that I just eat it and I don't really look at what... I'm eating, which probably isn't a good thing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It just tastes really good. So if you're looking
1: for something, again, inexpensive, something super easy, super fast, you throw some chia seeds in a bowl with milk and some sweetener and what other other elements you want it, whether it be peanut butter or cocoa, you leave it in the refrigerator overnight and voila, you have pudding the next morning. Super easy.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, what's the last one on the list? The uh, last
1: one on the list was one of my favorite meals that we had. I don't know why. Being stuck in the house, I try to limit the amount of white potatoes we eat. But for some reason, white potatoes have been so comforting to me. Like mm. we've had it in the samosas. We've had Thanksgiving bowls. Um, yep. We've we've had a lot of potatoes since the quarantine started. Because again, they're a very shelf-stable product something that i'm gonna buy and it's gonna last
0: and they're pretty hardy. so if you like the potato is a very filling vegetable on its own i mean it's it's very starchy so a lot of the starchy vegetables are very filling so it doesn't take a whole lot for you to feel satiated
1: so i found um digging through our cupboards i was like oh I have one good serving of TVP. And if you don't know what TVP is, it's textured vegetable protein, uh, soy. It kind of looks like dehydrated beef. That's kind Mm -hmm. of what the appearance is. You boil it in broth or water, and it really does take on the texture of ground
0: beef. Yeah, it's the um, vegan shepherd's pie. TVP shepherd's pie that you made, um, had I not... And in fact, <laughs> we started eating it and our son was like, what is this? Is this real beef? What is this? It's it, it takes on such the texture and mouthfeel of ground beef that it's kind of... I mean, you know that it's not beef, but you also... It's so close that you're kind of wondering what meat product it is. What else
1: did oh. I make? I made a side of roasted... Roasted Brussels sprouts. Brussels sprouts. Meal. So I did a homemade, a quick homemade gravy, put that in with the TVP and my mixed vegetables, my delicious mashed potatoes on top of that. Mm. And I don't know, there's just something so comforting about shepherd's pie. So that's been one of my favorite meals that yes. we've made.
0: I don't know if you are into bowl meals, but this is the perfect meal to shove into a bowl. I don't know if you're like me, but... I just mix it all together. So in the picture, it's kind of separate, but immediately after taking the picture, I whipped up the mashed potatoes. Well, the shepherd's pie is already in a mix of its own, but I mixed in the Brussels sprouts within my bowl, and it made for a very delicious meal. I thought it was was pretty much one of my favorite meals in the past, you know, however many days it's been. Although, no, I take that back. We've had so many great meals (laughs) Um,
1: we've had a lot. I could sit here and talk about every single meal that we've had.
0: well, I guess the other thing too is I didn't realize how often we would go out to eat mm. um for a while, um uh, when we initially lost a lot of weight, we did a lot of home cooked meals, a lot of very simple home cooked meals, chicken rice, broccoli, chicken rice, some kind of vegetable, and I've noticed that the last couple of years we have our Going out to eat has been a little bit more consistent. The
1: busier the kids get, the more activities the kids get in. You know, our daughter's involved in an organization and every time she has a meeting, it's yeah. they cook dinner. So
0: And our sons in scouts and so there's just bowling. There's and- always something going on. So um you know, I, I didn't realize how often we were eating out. Sorry, you were saying that they prepare meals. No, right the they group.
1: prepare meals, and it's typically like something that we just wouldn't eat at home. Hamburger Helper, but, I think. Yeah. But to be to be social and to be part right. of the group, we always partake in dinner. So we did find ourselves eating things that
0: normally we wouldn't have.
1: We we yeah we right. wouldn't have. Um, and
0: so yeah, then that's the thing is having. Been sort of stay at home and, and not able to go out to eat as a family. Um, they're even with the uh promotion of takeout, we really haven't taken advantage of that. Since March 13th,
1: we've had takeout two times. Yeah. The first time and both times were Chinese, because I will admit Chinese is my weakness. Um
0: that's our comfort food. And, we, and
1: in the area that we live, in the country, it's either Chinese or pizza. We don't have very many options in this area of the county. hmm
0: That's true. Um, yeah.
1: So it's not like we can, you know, go to a Chipotle or something conveniently. Yeah. But.
0: Well, on my last day of work, I did DoorDash with the local Indian restaurant, which was, oh, man, that was so awesome. <laughs> so good. So I've, since March 13th, I have done takeout three times. Okay. As a family, we've only done it twice.
1: Well, the first time we did it, I don't think we weren't really going out. We were minding the stay-at-home order, but mm-hmm. there was such a push in the beginning to support your local businesses that we were right. like, okay, we're going to get some takeout. But it was almost an eye-opening, scary experience for me when I walked into the restaurant to get our food and the woman was wearing like almost like a full outbreak <laughs>
0: Outbreak hazmat
1: suit carrying a can of Lysol. And I kind of was freaked out and (laughs) didn't want to get takeout after that. Yeah. And our most recent experience getting takeout wasn't any better. Because since that first takeout experience, a lot of restaurants have just decided to close up shop. So we decided to get Chinese again at a different Chinese restaurant only to discover they're the only Chinese restaurant open in the entire area.
0: Yeah. And I just... You know, I, I really appreciate supporting small business, but unfortunately, this it, it works to a point. This business, I don't think under this model can handle it. They they cannot handle the mass amount of takeout orders plus strict guidelines on people maintaining proper distances. And there's just a lot of confusion. We waited. I mean, we ordered food, and I would say over an hour later, we actually got our food, which – you know, a normal circumstance, I don't think it would have taken that long. But because of the strict guidelines on human interaction, it just added another element that kind of made us think like, okay, you know what? Maybe we don't need to do this going forward. We're we're better off just cooking at home because, you know, we, we're not going to wait an hour. We're going to uh, – the time that we wait is going to be on us, how much time we're investing and in putting into a meal. Yeah. So – Well, anyway, thank you for joining us. This um, was kind of fun. We haven't done this in a while. I'm not going to make any promises because last time I did that, I think I was like, we'll see you guys next week. And we (laughs) never came back. It's been like months. Um, But I will leave it open-ended. This is the quarantine. We do have some more time on our hands. And as we go along, maybe we'll be able to share some more things. Anyway, I'm rambling, so... (laughs) Uh, thanks for joining us and we will see you guys next time. Thanks guys. Stay safe. Yep. Bye.